I want to encourage, you know, our listeners to have a take the day off moment, some time to, you know, take that time for yourself and remove yourself from the repetitive task once in a while. Enjoy the things that leave us feeling happy and light. We as mothers, we deserve joy also. There's a cost and the cost has been our own time, right? Like that ambition has fueled a whole lot of progress, but we've paid for it with our time, with our time um, being, you know, like not giving up the household responsibilities, um, having a hard time letting go of kind of the cultural um, norms of what a mom is supposed to do. Welcome to Take the Day Off, a Mother Honestly podcast powered by Splendid Spoon. Women have always taken on the larger share of the domestic and caregiving responsibilities at home, cooking, cleaning, laundry, childcare, and more. Does any of this sound familiar? These are absolutely important in keeping our households running smoothly and efficiently. We also know that women, as a result of this repetitive and unrelenting household chores, endure stress, anxiety, burnout, and depression. This podcast is about taking the day off from your personal or professional to-dos and bringing the focus back to you and on what matters most to your personal well-being, indulging in a creative pursuit, or simply getting some rest. We'll check in with you to learn more about what you're doing to take the day off. I am your host, Blessing Adeshion, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly, a chemical engineer, supply chain and operational excellence leader, and mother of four. You will also hear from my friend and co-host, Andrea Mullen, founder and CEO of Victory PR and mother of two boys. We are here to take the day off with Splendid Spoon. Well, welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. Andrea, how are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited to be back doing this with you, Blessing. The same here. Seems like the summer was too short. What do you think? It was. So, so first of all, speaking of summer, super, super excited about my trip to New York, where I spent a few days with you. Yes. <laughs> that, was- <laughs> that was so much fun. We Was that in July? I don't even remember. I think it was July. Yeah. July. Yeah. It was awesome to have you here in Summit, New Jersey. I loved just, you know, being with you for, we were together for three days, right? That was so much fun. My husband was like, what is going on? You're having so much fun. We had dinners. We had, you had lunch planned. You had dinners planned. You had, we even like took walks. Do you remember the walk through the hills? I was, I mean, every time I, every time I take walks now, I'm like, oh my God, where is Andrea? Um, That was so fun. And um, we even walked. Remember we walked to the town. Was it the town? Um, that was just, that was just awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, um, of course. Thank you for coming. It was amazing to, we spotted a venue. We scouted out a venue for the upcoming summit, which was amazing. We, so that's exciting. That will be on November 4th at industry city in Queens. So it was amazing to be part of that. In, process with in you. Brooklyn, New York. Is that Brooklyn? <laughs> it's not Queens? Oh my Brooklyn. God. All right. So everybody's cracked. Yeah, what I just said. It's Excuse Brooklyn. me. 
um, but no, but that was fun. I mean, that venue was gorgeous. Um, overlooking awesome. the water, overlooking the the Statue of Liberty, the mm-hmm. nice shops around. You know, there's a brewery which I'm super excited about to see if we can do cocktails there after the event. But yeah, what do you think about our visit to the New York City Economic Development Development Council? I thought that was cool. I thought that was very, very cool. I thought it was super interesting that there is a dedicated arm of the city government to focus on solving the issue of childcare. And so hearing their some of the thoughts that they have around how we could better approach this so that it's functional for families in New York City, their awareness of the degree to which families are stressed because of the challenges surrounding childcare was really heartening because sometimes it feels like, you know, nobody is aware and nobody cares. And I thought the team that is charged with coming up with these innovations around childcare, I was really interested in that because it did include men and women and it included people who were not parents as well. So the fact that young, you know, that one of the the people that we met with was a young man who was very invested in the function of childcare in New York City and himself was not a parent. So I thought that that was a really good sign for the future of, you know, being a working parent in New York. Absolutely. I mean, they definitely have their challenges around childcare in New York, especially, you know, families with low income. So it was really, really um, I thought they, they spent a lot of great effort in understanding the plights and the challenges of those those families and working really diligently to solve for the problems. Also, working with child care centers, I thought that was really neat. They have a lot of different studies that they've done and a blueprint for employers in New York City and the New York area in general to support child care in the workplace and even child care, you know, in, in our society. So I thought that was really nice. So yeah, I mean, and then we had lots of dinners, which was awesome and met with a lot of um, great influential people, you know, in the work um, family, you know, environment um, space where we work. But I wanted to, you know, just, you know, I, I, I your reaction yesterday when we talked about, you know, the summit, I'm sorry, the podcast with Nicole, who is an amazing guest helping kick off this wonderful, wonderful theme of taking the day off. And I remember just how like you were astonished when I said our theme is taking the day off. And I just wanted to point out just how exciting the conversation went, because I think that you really embody and not just you, Nicole as well you know, what it means to take the day off. I know that, you know, when I visited your place in, you know, in Summit, you spent a lot of time, you know, really taking some moments, right, of rest and some moments of, you know, I can't do this myself. I'm going to employ some help. And whether that is my partner or that is, you know, a nanny or that is my coworker or my colleague in the office, you were able to, you basically exemplify that taking the day off. So, what what are your thoughts around taking the day off? It's such a funny thing because you're right. When we first, when you told me about the theme of the podcast, it was confusing to me because there are, I am of two minds all the time. You know, I 
want to be, and we talk about this in the podcast, I want to be the one doing all of the parenting with my kids because I truly think less that I have to because I owe that to the world as a woman, more because it is such a fleeting time in their lives and in mine that I want to soak all of it up. And certainly there was more guilt when I was a younger mom, and I'm a little bit, I've moved on from that. And then on the flip side, I want to do everything at work. I want to be in every part of the business. I want to, you know, for all different reasons, I'm very motivated to do that. The last few years have forced people to rethink the priorities in their lives. Lots of responsibilities and limited time mean our to-do list can feel miles long and we still want to enjoy the time we do have. As a working mother of four, juggling my own business with the needs of my family has often led to deprioritizing myself and my own health. I need time back, but it's a struggle to decide what to outsource without replacing it with guilt. That's why I am so glad to have found Splendid Spoon. Splendid Spoon brings me nourishing, delicious, healthy, veggie-filled meals that are ready when I am. But it's not possible. It's not, you know, when I'm trying to do those things and falling short, I always end up feeling my worst. I have, you know, I bring my worst to my marriage. I'm not taking care of myself, all of those things. And it's not sustainable. So I do think that I have found after, you know, I'll be, my older son will be 10 in October. So I'm rounding out 10 years of parenthood. I know you're, you know, even beyond that. The business is 13 years old. You know, my marriage is 13 years old. I do feel like I am at the stage now where it is really just natural for me to build in those sort of things that for other people might seem crazy. Like I schedule my workouts in my work day. You know, I take time from work every morning to work out, whether it's a walk or I go to the bar method. I do that every day. I, I literally schedule time to read because that's something that I like to do every day. I have a nanny, shout out to Anna, who is probably my favorite coworker. She's the person that I rely on most heavily. And my husband and I, even though it's not perfect, we've made our peace with like the roles each one of us plays at home. And we do have, you know, he has more of a, he has a less flexible job and, you know, that's just the reality of his situation. Although he does have more flexibility now and he wants to be involved with our family life even more than he is, but that's not always possible because he travels and all of that stuff. But I think that some of the ways that we've talked about just taking, like not having everything on your plate all of the time. That embodies this idea of taking the day off because I can have a really great day, and I know you can too, where we're going to meetings. Like our schedule when you were in New Jersey and New York together, we were jam-packed, but we didn't feel drained at the end of it. We felt excited and energized, and we could have done it for six more days. That's true. I think, you know, I think it's important. I think, you know, even in the concept of taking the day off, which we'll dive more into with Nicole. I think this idea that, you know, it also should work synonymously with doing your best work, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, you know, that best work um, 
is what keeps you energized. And then taking the day off the, you know, the minutiae of task, right? The repetitive task, the unrelenting, you know, cook, clean, run errands and do all those different things um, that really drains us, right? That's the, those are the things. I feel like a lot of what drains us are the things that are repetitive. I mean, like you said, we probably could go for another six days. I don't think we could go for another, you know, three months, right? And yeah. what, 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 what is happening is that parents are going for three months, a year, yeah. around the clock, right? Yeah, and so totally. the concept of taking the day off and, and um, you know, and really taking that time to rest, to recharge, to focus on our personal goals and our personal ambition and really even sleep, right, um, is super, super important to me. Yeah. And I want to encourage, you know, our listeners to have a take the day off moments, right? It doesn't yeah. need to be taking the entire day off. But I think you can, you know, carve out some time to, you know, take that time for yourself and remove yourself from the repetitive task once in a while. That could yeah. be having, you know, grandma help with the, you know, with handling the kids, right, for an hour yeah. or having the neighbor, you know, sending the kids to the neighbor's house for 30 yeah. minutes. Or Anna, who is amazing, um, supporting you for X amount of you know hours or minutes um, per day. So I think yeah. we have. And I also I want to be another thing I want to be very clear about is that the embodiment of the spirit doesn't always require, and certainly in my life didn't require all of those additional elements because they weren't accessible to me then. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, for a family that maybe doesn't have a full time nanny or doesn't have the flexibility at work or whatever, you know, some of the things that I have relied on in the past, it truly can be just, you know, the workout in the morning, talking to your partner, you know, making sure that you are doing something every day, no matter how small it is, that will bring you some joy. Because that's also, and Nicole, I think, articulated it beautifully, which is this idea that we as mothers, we deserve joy also. It's not our sole purpose in life should not be here, you know, in the world should not be to sit here and make sure that our employers see our productivity, our children, you know, we're not here only to make our children happy. That's something that those are both two things that we love to do. We do deserve to take time, whatever it is, to without any guilt or shame, enjoy the things that leave us feeling happy and light and it could be anything it truly and there was a time when you know for me it was as simple as like you know literally taking a walk after the kids had gone to bed you know around my backyard because that was what was available to me then so it doesn't have to be and it's temporary I love love that perspective I love that perspective a lot um you know that it doesn't have to be that you know somebody else takes things off your plate but that you carve out that time to really pause and take things temporarily off your plate to do the things that matter to you, right? Um, so let's let's dive in into Nicole. Um, Nicole Centeno, she is the founder and CEO of Splendid Spoon. Splendid Spoon has been a wonderful, wonderful partner of ours at Mother Honestly. So please check them out at www.splendidspoon.com. And Nicole has been fantastic. She embodies exactly what it means to take the day off, whether it's through our business or through, you know, yep. um, 
life as a parent and as a caregiver, um, as an employee, I'm sorry, an employer. She has truly been, um, you know, she has walked the talk when it comes to taking the day off. So without further ado, let's bring on Nicole. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole. And thanks for sponsoring this fall season of the Mother Honestly podcast. So excited to have you. Happy Labor Day in our ears. Yes. Happy Labor Day to you, Blessing. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you so much, Nicole. So this concept of taking the day off um, should have happened a long time ago. Um, I mean, I came to you um, you know, when we're talking about mother honestly and spending spoon doing something together, um, and this idea of taking the day off and really, um, helping women who have done too much for everyone for far too long. Um, the recent stats already shows that dual career couples, um, among dual career couples, women do more housework. And even when they earn more money than their partners, they still do more, <laughs> which is uh, very surprising to me. Among retirees, women are still doing more housework. Among unemployed, non-employed men and women of prime working age, men spend the, the lion's share of their time watching TV. Women spend it on housework. And so when we started talking about the day, taking the day off and saying, you know, let's imagine, you know, what's possible when women actually take some time off to themselves. Um, and of course, the concept of meal planning, cooking, cleaning, and literally just sinking deep into this, what I call the, you know, this hole of chores and housework that really um, starts to affect a woman's mental health. Um, and of course, leads to stress, depression, anxiety, insomnia. Um, so what I, I think, you know, I think I would love to hear from you. What, like, what were your first initial reaction? when we said, let's take the day off with Splendid Spoon. <laughs> well, it reminded me a lot of when I started Splendid Spoon, actually, because when I started Splendid Spoon, I was um, pursuing this like ambition of mine to start a business in food, because that's what I have been passionate about my whole life, food and nourishment. Um, I was working full-time in a different career path in media, and I had become pregnant with my first son, Grover. Um, and I was very fearful of becoming a working parent. Like that title had a lot of anxiety wrapped in it for me because I came from a household with two working parents. And um, there was often so much anxiety around mealtimes. There was so much anxiety around making sure that people were fed um, and you know, what it tasted like, the quality of it was often like <laughs> um, an afterthought. And I knew that that was the collision that I was about to experience myself, bringing another mm -hmm. life into the world. And so I had, um, hey, Andrea, <laughs> I had uh, a lot of kind of like going back in time when I thought about take the day off and what that could mean for actually like celebrating that moment, celebrating that awareness that like we cannot really do it all um, as one person. There has to be a support system in place. And the place that we have gotten to in society is that we have, women have done an amazing job to push forward their careers, 
to be entrepreneurs in their own right, um, leading their families and leading their households. But there's a cost and the cost has been our own time, right? Like that ambition has fueled a whole lot of progress, but we've paid for it with our time, with our time um, being, you know, like not giving up the household responsibilities, um, having a hard time letting go of kind of the cultural um, norms of what a mom is supposed to do. Right. And so I do believe, and I did believe when you, kind of came up with this whole concept that this was a marker in the progress of society as a whole to really define and say like, hey, that cost needs to be rethought. (laughs) Like that cost of that time that we all put into our households and into our families needs to be um, thought of differently. And who are the partners that we can look to as the leaders of our household to really help us find that time to, you know, whether it's kicking back and watching TV, like I guess many of um, these male partners seem to do, um, or redefining our own versions of replenishment and rest and nourishment. um, And who are the partners that we can trust to help us really establish that? And um, welcome, Andrea. I I was literally laughing when you sent me a message. So one of the things that we do on this podcast is we, even though we, you know, we sort of know what we're going to talk about, we never script anything. So Andrea, um, she ran late. She's, you know, Andrea, you're super late to our very first episode of the podcast, but no worries because I did see photos of the two little ones on their first day of school. So... um, (laughs) Happy, happy Labor Day. Happy Mom Day. Thank you both. I'm glad to jump in um, and hear already such an interesting conversation, one that's so pressing, I think, for a lot of moms, myself included. Absolutely. So do you want to do you want to um, jump in and kick us off with what are your thoughts on taking the day off? So this is something, Nicole, that I was so excited to speak with you about, particularly as the conversation has evolved between Blessing and I, because I feel like at the start of my career, um, and I think our timelines sort of line up, Nicole, I checked you out a little bit on LinkedIn. I don't know if you saw that. But um, at the beginning of my career, that's when I really did feel the hustle culture and this idea that I did value time off even at that point in my life was something that I was a little bit shy to really talk about. But it was, I think, the beginnings of my personal philosophy as a working mom sort of coming to light, which was something that I always knew that I wanted for myself. And I find so interesting your experience in your own home growing up and how aware you were of the dynamic surrounding food and what it cost your family and your parents in order to make sure that the family was fed and had all of the experiences of the meals that I think, you know, we all talk about all the time and blessing. This is something that blessing and I share, which is, you know, family meals are really important to us. And some of that is the preparation of it. Um, And I would just love to hear your thoughts about how do we marry all of these things that's in that one instance can seem conflicting. They can seem at odds with one another, you know, but we do want that. We want the act. We want to know that as parents, we've given our kids and our families and ourselves healthy food. We want the time that we deserve 
to do all of the things, not everything, but all of the things that are important to us. And we want to succeed both at home and at work. It's a lot that seems to be at odds with each other. So I'd yeah. love to know your, I'd love to hear your take on that and how you make it work. I mean, it is kind of like this, um, this myth that like, we can do it all right. Um, or it's, it's like, I keep, I still come back to this and, and ask myself, like, is it right that I'm trying to do it all? Is this fair to my family that I have a very ambitious career that I'm an entrepreneur that requires a lot of my time? Um, and I also have very high standards for how we take care of ourselves. Like it does often feel like you're trading one for the other. Um, and that was a lot of the experience that I had in my household. It was like, well, I'm working all day. I'm tired. We're going to get fast food. Like yep. at least we're all together. Right. And I do think that there is some grace that we need to allow ourselves in our family dynamics that like, it's not the end of the world when the balance isn't perfectly calibrated because actually like it's never really perfectly calibrated. And some days will be a little bit more. Um, over-indexed on, you know, focus on work. And some days will be a little bit more over-indexed on family. But part of why I focused on food is it's this really beautiful ritual that does have to happen every day. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you can pick these simple everyday moments to ground yourself in. And so that no matter what is happening all around you, these are the simple moments that, yeah, only take like an hour or half an hour um, to come back to and defining for yourself how much you want to put into those moments. So yes, for me, it is food. And for me, it is like when I can, I do love actually the preparation of like finding the ingredients and cooking a wonderful meal. It happens honestly once a week. Yep. <laughs> right yep. now it happens once a week, maybe twice a week that I am cooking like in that perfectly calibrated um, ideal way that I envision for myself and my family. And yeah. I'm okay with that because I have built this business that allows me to feed my family in really high quality way, um, really, really conveniently. So I'm able to prioritize the moment and trade off on, yeah. you know, me being the person that's picking all of the ingredients, me yeah. being the person that's designing this like beautiful recipe, me being the person that is spending the time cleaning the pots and pans, which I'm happy that part. I'm like really happy <laughs> to trade off on. Yeah. Um, so I think it is about like finding just a couple of them and being okay with just a couple of them as yeah. your sort of like anchor points. Well, I love what you just said about finding the moments, because I will admit when Blessing mentioned that this was going to be the theme of the podcast to take the day off, I had a hard time sort of wrapping my head around how we would reconcile those conversations between everything that moms have to do and that want to do, you know, and I think that's part of the privilege of being, you know, um, of, you know, one of the wonderful things about motherhood is that you really can be everything you can aspire and your ambition can lead you in so many different places. Um, but when she said the idea about taking the day off, I wasn't completely sure what she was thinking. You know, like, are we talking about the day off from work? You know, a day off from like housework, from taking care of the kids, all of these things, which in theory, I'm always happy to say that I will do. But then, you know, I, I don't want to do them. 
um, I want to be in it the way that I am. So, and then as I read the playbook, I realized how important this conversation is to the future of women, both in the home and in the workplace. Um, and when it became clear that Splendid Spoon was coming on as a partner, it became even more obvious to me how we could make this work. Um, you know, and I would love to really just understand how we can incorporate Splendid Spoon, how you envision your customers using Splendid Spoon to help them through their day. Yeah, I mean, I think it is, it does come down to like, hey, if we're picking a couple of things that are really important to us um, and are not easy, yeah. <laughs> are, are hard to do, um, food was always on my list. Food and nourishment was always on my list. And that is probably the number one thing that I hear from other working parents is like finding good nourishment that is also really convenient in the midst of a really full life is really, really challenging. Um, and so if you can find, and that's what we, that's the trust that we aspire to earn with our customers is try it. The taste will win you over. And when you look at the ingredients and you look at the variety of recipes, you know, you realize also that it's really high quality nutrition and flavor that you're experiencing as well. And, you know, I think that there's a whole spectrum of customers who are doing it just for themselves for, you know, like, I think that there's something really special about parents and especially moms saying, you know what, this is just for me. <laughs> um, because like I mentioned, there's like that one moment that I cook for the whole family kind of in my um, sort of like prioritization of family moments. And all of the other meals are some mix of like my kids having some nuggets and me having Splendid Spoon or me having a smoothie on the go, right? Like we have a lot of eating moments throughout the week that can get us there faster if we have a partner by our side to take on that prep work the sourcing work, the cooking work for us. Um, and that then allows you to do both, right? Like that's what we're always trying to do is like, how do we do both? Um, it allows you to do the both of taking care of yourself and gaining some time back. Um, so that's something that I I think about a lot, like when whenever I have a splendid yeah. meal. And I think a lot of our customers say too, it's like, oh, this then gave me the time to like just take a breather. Um, this yeah. then gave me the peace of mind that even though I was, I'm a nurse and I work on my feet all day, that I was nourishing myself with something that was real food. Um, you know, so it's it's giving you back that time. It's giving you back that peace of mind. And when you do something like that for yourself every day, yeah, like a mini take the day off moment. Um, it does add up. Like it really does turn into a life that has more capacity to take a look at where you're going and yeah. um, and feel energized instead of exhausted. I love everything you're saying about take the day of moments. I feel like that's probably, <laughs> you know, I feel like that is um, 
something that would just really do well for us um, as we continue to have these conversations. It's not about taking the entire day off, right? Um, but it's the radical idea that is it possible for us to take the day off? Um, and, and I think one thing you said stuck with me, Nicole, and that is this cooking, cleaning, and feeding our families on a daily basis and really trying to nourish them, right? I have four kids. And a lot of time, I'm constantly thinking about, are they eating, eating healthy? Are we missing something? Mm -hmm. Is there something we should be doing? And the, and the fact that meal planning, cooking, cleaning, doing all the dishes is repetitive. It's unrelenting. And so when we say take the day off, is there a way for me as a mother of four to take the day off or take a moment off this work and really start to think about and really give myself the permission to hand that over to somebody else. And when we do that, one of the things that I find, and I know that this happens with a lot of moms in our community, is they tell me, oh my word, that just makes me feel so guilty. I just, I can't do this. This is, you know, this is my time or my moment as a mother, right? If I'm not doing this, I don't feel like I'm a good mom. If I'm not out there picking the groceries and yeah. picking the meals and, you know, washing the dishes, I don't feel like I'm a good mom. What do you say yeah. to that mom? Yeah. You know, I, I think that it reminds me of like just the deep responsibility that we all feel being parents. Um, we don't, we, it's very challenging to feel rested or to give yourself permission to rest when you feel like there are still things to be taken care of for these small children who truly do depend on us, right? I think as moms, we take that responsibility really, really seriously. I remember when my kids were really little, like the only time I ever felt relaxed was when I would see them sleeping. <laughs> like I had all these pictures of my kids sleeping because I was like, oh, oh, that's like the only time I can finally exhale is like, I know they're at peace when they're resting. and that's an experience that I try to create with our food at Splendid Spoon, right? Like I do feel that when um, like we'll get a box and actually my kids now have their favorite flavors. So we, my son loves the lentil soup. Um, my other son loves the chocolate cherry smoothies. My daughter loves the noodle bowls. So everyone actually does have a favorite. And I do have a sense of relief when I get home and I see it in the fridge, <laughs> in the freezer. I'm like, okay, everyone's fine. Everyone's got their favorite flavors. It's food that's been made by my team <laughs> that has been made um, with a lot of care and attention to the quality of the ingredients and the nutrition profile. And we can just have fun now. Like we can just pick the meals that we want, microwave them, and put them on the table and focus just on being together. It's like, it is that recreation of that exhale moment. And I do think that's really the message for moms is like, find your exhale. Like, yeah, where do you, where is it? Like for me, it was like when the kids were sleeping, but I was like, I can find this in other ways too. Right. Yeah. Like there are other ways for me to find this exhale. It doesn't have to be just this extreme moment of when my kids are sleeping, because that's like not that often. Yeah. 
Well, I, Nicole, appreciate so much how well you articulate those very nuanced moments of motherhood that I think in all of the hustle and bustle, we all acknowledge, you know, we all experience, but we hear acknowledged less. So um, just to zoom out a little bit, specifically to talk about Splendid Spoon, I think a lot of our listeners, and I know myself, you know, one of my biggest pain points with my kids right now who are six and nine is their diet. So I am making four different meals a night. I have tried all kinds of meal delivery systems. Um, I have, my kids are amazing and they're generally, you know, they understand the philosophy of eating healthy and they want to eat healthy, but they just are a little bit pickier than I think is great. Um, So they're eating a lot of pasta with butter and chicken fingers and, you know, takeout, all of those things. Um, And then my husband and I are trying to eat healthier. So it's just a lot of work. And I was not, I'm aware, of course, of Splendid Spoon. I thought it was just an option for children. So um, I think that I'm wondering if I'm not alone in that. I'd love to talk about how it is a full family option. Um, And also the really, um, this connection, you know, how we talk with our kids about healthy eating, because I do worry you know, I don't have the tools for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love all of these questions. This is like where I think it's really interesting and real. like there's so much opportunity where you are um, to start like moving things in the direction that makes you feel really good. Um, so I'll start with kind of your thought around the Splendid Spoon customer actually being kids. That is cool. It is definitely not the majority of our customers though. Most of our customers are um, professional, um, many, but not all are working parents and they really start with themselves. It is this kind of like that exhale moment that I was talking about. That's where a lot of our customers are coming to us. They're like, I know food and nutrition are really important. I have a high standard for quality. I do not have the time. I can't do it. I won't do it. (laughs) And I know I need help. And I'm willing to outsource this to somebody I trust. And so that really is like the frustration point that most of our customers are coming to us. And typically people are coming to us, trying it themselves, and then finding that it can extend to other members of their family. So there are a couple different interesting pathways that you could take with your household. One could be having a few less meals that you and your husband have to make for yourselves. So instead of making, you know, a meal for the six-year-old, a meal for the seven-year-old, a meal for your um, partner and a meal for yourself, you and your partner could share a couple splendid spoon meals that are literally ready in two minutes. Um, And you could do the pasta and the butter for your kids, right? And I always think that's a really nice place to start is by modeling for your kids is saying, you know what, like, I am important. This is my this is my temple. This is my foundation and this is what I want to feed myself. Yeah. And I do think cuz kids learn so much just by observing and I think that sets a really nice example of the way that you prioritize your own health. Um I will often even make my food like first and make sure I have a few bites of food before I go into cooking other meals for everyone else cuz that's just, I'm like a hangry person. I, when I get home, I'm like, I need fuel right away. Um, and so I think that that sets a nice example and it's a good muscle for us as 
moms to really keep exercising because we're so often prioritizing others? What are the moments where we need to really prioritize ourselves first and that it will help the whole household by us taking care of taking it's five minutes, right? Five minutes to have a couple bites of like really nourishing food, exhale, and then like, then move on to the the next thing. Um, And then the other question that you have around like working with creating habits for your kids, um, I think that's a nice extension from there too. Like kids are curious and parents are often like looking for teachable moments. One thing that we do in our house is we call, and I can't take credit for this. This was another entrepreneur friend that came up with this term, but we call fruits and vegetables and whole foods, um, plant, whole plant-based foods, growing foods, right? So it's like, these are foods that you can imagine have grown in the ground, like a leaf of spinach um, and fruits and all the things that go into our food at Splendid Spoon are growing foods. And it's okay to have lots of different variety of foods, like I'm not an anti-fast food person by any stretch of the imagination. And I think it's important for kids to grow up knowing that there is a lot of temptation and complexity in our food world, but how can we create some kind of like check and balance for them to ask themselves like, hey, do I need to eat more fruits and vegetables? So we talk about that with like, hey, we're eating growing foods. Like this, my whole meal is growing foods and I feel great about that. Um, and if we've had a day where we've been out and maybe had French fries and cookie and like yeah. iced tea or something like that, then we'll say that, like we'll name, Hey, like we haven't had any growing foods. And a lot of times when we do that and in our household, my kids now, so my kids are two and a half, seven and nine and the older ones will start, will they will say like, ah, I didn't have any growing foods. Um, Love that. you know, and like, it's not so it, it allows them to then create their own self-awareness versus us saying, this is what we're eating. This is what you have to eat. It's like that. I think that that's often what's missing in households is that middle layer of like just reflection. Um, and over time they will, they'll start to say, ah, oh, you know what? Give me some carrots. <laughs> Like, you know, like last night we had okra and um, grilled fish and rice for our dinner. And um, one of my sons like loved it, ate like his entire plate. And my middle son had like one bite of okra and was like, I'm done. I want dessert. And I was like, well, listen, finish your okra. And he was like, you know what? I'd rather have what other growing foods do we have? And while the perfectionist in me was like, eat the flipping okra, like it's really good. Um, the pragmatist in me was like, this is kind of awesome. <laughs> he's he's just making a negotiation for something that he prefers within the category of like great for you food. So he had a bunch of tomatoes, you know, and it's like that does, it's a process. <laughs> It, it is. And I love that um, my kids, I know, are very motivated by the, you know, impact the food has on them. So when I talk with them about, you know, the, as when they were little, we talked about the superpowers that certain foods gave you. Um, 
And I think that now as older kids, they're very tapped into sports and, you know, not feeling exhausted at the end of the day yeah. so that they can keep doing what they need to do. So I feel like that is a great, this idea of talking about growing foods, that's a great tool that can be deployed at all different stages and with different, you know, I think impact on the children. And even on us. Even on us. Yeah. It's like functional foods for kids, mm -hmm. right? Like it's just about growing and, and feeling energized. It, I think that's a great motivator. Totally. Oh, I love this so much. I, I now I need to go reframe all the conversations that I've had with my kids. I'm like, I'll be talking about superpowers and <laughs> and you know, eating your okra and carrots. Luckily, my kids love carrots, so that's sort of the one of the only few vegetables that they absolutely love. Nicole, I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, and and this is you and I we've talked about this before. This idea of time poverty. And how that, of course, leads to stress burnout, for most especially the mental health of women. Mm -hmm. um, we know that women are, you know, of course, doing the largest share of the domestic and caregiving responsibilities, um, which is why, you know, I, I want to assume that a lot of your customers are women um, because they have, you know, majority of them need to take, you know, some moments or take some time off. Um, some of this repetitive um, and unrelenting um, meal, meal planning, cooking, and cleaning that comes with feeding our families, which is absolutely important. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Um, I want to talk about what are, what is the correlation between your idea of nourishment or splendid spoons thesis around nourishing our body and our minds, mm. and of course, giving us that time back. They're always gluten-free, dairy-free, and completely powered by plants with over 65 options and flexible plans you can change, pause, skip, or cancel at any time. Splendid Spoon is a great partner to me, helping take the load off of food prep and allowing me to enjoy the simple moments that can mean so much. Splendid Spoon has my back when time is just not on my side. Try Splendid Spoon today by visiting SplendidSpoon.com and enter promo code HONESTLY, H-O-N-E-S-T-L-Y, to receive $50 off your first box. What is that correlation to supporting our mental health um, as women? Because that is something that even for me, you know, after four kids and just really, really struggling to, you know, lose the baby weight and still at the same time, I'm walking around the clock. It's all now coming together, my mental health. I'm like, okay, what am I doing? What's going, I'm actually confused, right? What is your, what, what is that correlation? And does it really exist um, between, you know, what we nourish, what we feed our bodies and how that plays out to our, you know, stress and, and mental health situation? Yeah. Well, I'm, I love that question because when we have our deep dive, um, take the take the day off session, we will have our registered dietitian with us who is like a complete expert on um, gut health and its impact throughout the rest of how we function. And mental health is a big part of that. One thing that I um, think is always really important to remember is that most convenient food is optimized just for flavor and is really rapidly digested in the body and spikes blood sugar and has you know more processed ingredients in it. 
And what that actually does in our gut and in our, our system is it actually stimulates cortisol and cortisol is a stress hormone. And so over time that does actually contribute to that sort of like chronic feeling of anxiety and that um, sort of addictive sensation of wanting something sweet or something really salty. Um, so that is definitely a big correlation that we seek to break with a whole food diet. Because what happens when you're eating more whole foods is your body is digesting at a slower rate. Um, those sugar levels are metered by soluble and insoluble fiber, which is so great for our cardiovascular health and our GI health. Um, and all of those whole plant foods are really excellent um, foods also for the healthy uh, gut flora. So the microbiome that lives in our gut that prevents us from getting sick, that makes sure all of our bowel movements are healthy and regular. Um, and that all connects deeply to the different enzymatic reactions that stimulate the happy molecules in our brain. Um, so I think that there's more that Joanne will be able to kind of deep dive with us, but that is a big part of the intention with Splendid Spoon as well is um, how do you make the convenient option as powerful in a good way um, as the unhealthy options are just easy, right? Like if, if you could make something great for you just as easy um, as the stuff that's not great for you, then the choice becomes really, really simple. Absolutely. Before we before we jump into into one last question, I want to make sure that we capture this. Is Splendid Spoon available to everyone in the continental continental United States? Yes, it is. Yeah, we have customers in all forty eight continental states. Perfect. That that gets that is getting me excited. And for, <laughs> for those for those folks that are going to be attending the Start to Flourish um, Summit in New York, um, definitely. Um, come out, Nicole will be there. And so it will spring its spoon. Nicole, there's one last question. Of course, a lot of my questions are always workplace oriented. So you have to bear with me. I know that you, you know, one of the things that I found very exciting about you was when, um, you know, your team and I started talking about your role as CEO and how you built, uh, you know, how you founded Splendid Spoon. And now you have a co-CEO. Um, can you walk us through, I feel like there's, there's a lesson there around even taking the day off um, yeah. that I think a lot of people, um, you know, I feel like women are starting to lead differently. Women have always led differently, but I feel like now we've sort of given ourselves permission to do that in a very, um, you know, effective way. Can you share a little bit about how you came to that decision as the founder of the company? Sure. So um, as a single founder, I have always known that I have lots of gaps <laughs> and that I can't do everything. And I think being a parent and becoming a parent at the same time that I built the business really humbled me and um, helped me to accept my limitations like very, very quickly. Um, so I actually have known since early days that I really wanted a partnership it wasn't until um, my co now co-CEO, Elise, joined and started really operating with us, mostly as a COO, um, that I started to really think about 
well, what's the difference between a COO and a CEO? And what is the role that I have in this partnership with Elise? And what is my vision for how to lead a business that prioritizes nourishment and care in an ecosystem where we are venture backed and you know most companies that are venture backed are male led white male led and follow a very like grow fast break everything in your path <laughs> growth at all costs and that just did not work for me this concept of like breaking everything as i go in the name of growth and so when actually i became uh, when the pandemic hit, I had just had Charlotte. So Charlotte was born March 13, 2020. I had planned out my first ever maternity leave at this. And I was like, I will finally take a maternity leave. <laughs> I had planned it out with Elise and with my team. And um, Charlotte was born on March 13, New York City, where I live, shut down. Um, my kid's last day of school was that day. Um, and I was also in the midst of a capital raise. And it really clarified for me the role that I had created with Elise. Like the partnership that we had built together was one of joint strategizing and joint like entrepreneurial CEO work where we both jumped in really deep on different parts of the business and then would kind of ladder up to each other to work through the strategy and the long-term direction of the business. And it really felt deeply like two sides of the same coin. Um, and I just knew sort of like almost like lightning bolt that a co-CEO dynamic was the right one for us, that that was the right way for us to honor. It was more about like honoring the partnership that we had already built versus defining what it needed to be moving forward. It was it was very much pandemic and having the baby kind of shown a light on that. I was like, this is already how we're operating. What's keeping me from like naming this and defining it? And some of it was, I think, um, fear around the stigma of what that meant. Fear around like, letting go of the idea of like the all-knowing CEO founder at the top and everybody else just sort of like looking up and following along. Um, that is part of our culture and is definitely part of like venture-backed culture is like some all-knowing founder CEO, um, which I think just kind of contributed to like imposter syndrome. And at that point I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need that. We can do things the way that we're already doing them and give them a name give this dynamic a name so that other founders can learn from it and see that you can divide and conquer because a lot of it, it's not a coincidence that it happened also when Charlotte was born. It was about a culture of nourishment. It was about a culture that would allow us to take time off. It was about a culture that allowed us to prioritize our needs as humans <laughs> to rest and to be creative um, and not feel like we had to be in the trenches battling all day, every day. I love that so much. Um, and for some reason, I thought you were going to, of course, talk about how this 
allows you and your team to take the day off moments. And and, and it's super true, right? Because that's now, instead of, you know, even a 40-hour-a-week focus, it's now 80 hours a week, right? Two amazing powerhouse um, women um, leading the charge and giving each other permission to to take the day off moments um, throughout the work. Yeah. And I mean, even just this past week is a perfect example of it, right? Like we were both very passionate about the mission of the business and we're very deeply committed to the progression and growth of our teammates. And in order for us to be very present, we have to take time to rest and rejuvenate and spend time with our partners and our families. And so this past week, we just made a schedule where it was like, I'm on this day, you're off this day. I'm on this day, you're off this day. And it works really, really well because to your point, yes, we both have that ability then to be very strong um, and for the team to never miss a beat. They're never getting like someone who's totally burnt out. Everyone's fresh. That's amazing. That is amazing. What I'm, And I think that there are some really interesting analogies between the structure that you describe at work and your relationship between Elise with yourself and Elise and the everything that Splendid Spoon embodies as a tool for families to employ, deploy, I should say. Um, And this idea, just what we had, what I personally contend with all the time, which is that I love literally everything that I do. I want to be able to do all of the work and all of the parenting and all of the exercise and all of the things that you know, on their own are important parts of my life, but I cannot do them all at the same time. And I don't think anybody is giving their, um, I don't think anyone's leading the conversation about the nuances of, you know, truly just relieving yourself of the pressure, the insane pressure to get the perfect meal on the table every day for your kids is such a weight off your shoulders. And you will feel that across all of the different parts of your life. Allowing yourself to say, you know, yeah, no, I can't be, I don't want to be the only person leading this company because that's not fun and it's not going to afford me the lifestyle that I want for my, you know, and being the example on both of those fronts, I know for myself as a mom who is also running a business and, you know, contending with all of the things that we've talked about, I find that very empowering to hear this very unique way to talk about what it means to take the day off because it doesn't mean you have to sort of like throw your hat in and be like, I'm out, I'm unplugged. I don't think most of us want that. We want, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like we like the, we like the noise. We love, we love the busy households. Like we love the challenges at work. Like that's part of what makes us who we are. And it's part of what we, that's part of why we want to celebrate it. We don't want to let go of it. Right. And so yeah, it is about saying, like, what are the things that can just, like, I can let go of, though, that will make a huge difference. 100%. So thank I you. I love this so much. Thank you so much, Nicole, for kicking us off this Yay. wonderful, wonderful post Labor Day <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, we're so excited. Uh, Splendid Spoon is near and dear to my heart and for everything Andrea just said. Um, and Andrea, I'm so glad that finally you understand what taking a day off means. Um, it's it's truly a test. I wanted to make sure that we could get one person 
to understand what <sighs> it means. So um, thank you, Andrea, for letting me, um, you know, sort of keep you in the dark there. Um, it was all, <laughs> all designed uh, to see, you know, if you will truly understand the concept. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us. This is thank you. exciting for us here, but honestly, um, because we we take the business of motherhood seriously. We take our mom's mental health, their time, their work, their family, we take it seriously. And so partnering with Splendid Spoon to give women um, and families the permission to take the day off and really use that time to focus on what matters most to them, whether it's their family, whether it's their work, whether it's exercising or, you know, or even sleeping. I mean, just literally get more than five, six hours of sleep. That is enough, right? That is enough. Thank yeah. you so much, Nicole. And hopefully we'll see you around on the podcast stream. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much. As a working mother of four, juggling my own business with the needs of my family has often led to deprioritizing myself and my own health. I need time back, but it's a struggle to decide what to outsource without replacing it with guilt. That's why I am so glad to have found Splendid Spoon. Splendid Spoon brings me nourishing, delicious, healthy, veggie-fueled meals that are ready when I am. They're always gluten-free, dairy-free, and completely powered by plants with over 65 options and flexible plans you can change, pause, skip, or cancel at any time. Splendid Spoon is a great partner to me, helping take the load off of food prep and allowing me to enjoy the simple moments that can mean so much. Splendid Spoon has my back when time is just not on my side. Try Splendid Spoon today by visiting SplendidSpoon.com and enter promo code HONESTLY, H-O-N-E-S-T-L-Y, to receive $50 off your first box.